Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle on ESPN 960. And it's time for Keeping Up with the Cougars. Brought to you by DentalProsOfUtah.com. Welcome back, Cougar Sports ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle broadcasting live from Fat Daddy's, FatDaddy'sPizzeria.com. The new Orm location filled with delicious gelato, some uh, specialty flavors. Uh, but uh, that's just for a dessert. Get a 24-inch pie. The New York City style pizza. Get eight free garlic knots when you mention ESPN 960. Come hang out with me, Brandon Gurney, Darnell Dixon, uh, and uh, talk some Cougar sports. It is time for a Keeping Up with the Cougar segment. Going to be brought to you by Dental Pros of Utah, dentalprosofutah.com. If uh, you've been told you need a filling, a crown, a root canal, get a second opinion at Dental Pros of Utah, where they utilize the best biomimetic techniques in the business. Rebuild your teeth layer by layer so you don't have to settle for fake teeth later on in Life. Dental Pros of Utah, dentalprosofutah.com. All right, in this segment, we're going to talk some Cougars of the Pros and uh, how, um, you know, how you can attract NFL players to BYU here in the future on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the individual that's on the show right now joining us, former BYU great, uh, and one of the best recruiters, I think, in the modern era, bringing in high level recruits, developing them in, in, into NFL players and now you're watching them in the NFL, and they're not only impactful players, but they're some of the best in the business. Welcome in. My former teammate and team captain, we got Kelly Papinga on the line. What's up, K-Pop? What's up, guys? How we doing? Good, man. Uh, it's, I'm sure it's been a whirlwind. You guys have been busy. Uh, give us some updates, man. How's everything going? It's going, man. I, uh, I'm all the way out in Atlanta, Georgia right now. So you 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 teased around. us with this. You teased us with. You said you're yeah. going out to ATL. You're there. I love it. Oh uh, yeah, I'm here right now, and uh, hopefully we got um, maybe a guy coming our way in this class. We'll see. We might have found us a sleeper late, but we'll see how that all uh, how that all unravels here in the next couple of days. But yeah, there's a ton of talent out here, and um, you know, you just look at recruiting, and for me, it's like okay, what can get you know, what's a hot spot place of talent around the country that you can get easy access to Salt Lake City and shoot Atlanta mm. is number one. You know, there's like seven, I think we counted seven nonstop flights from Atlanta to Salt Lake every single day. And so, you know, with Atlanta being one of the main hubs in the country and Salt Lake City being one of the main hubs, that makes that uh, super easy. And so uh, it's a pretty easy pitch. These kids from Atlanta, they travel all over the country. And so when I was at the University of Virginia, 
I actually saw Minnesota coming in here, and they were taking a ton of kids, really good players, and getting them to Minnesota. I'm like, shoot, man, if those guys can get dudes to Minnesota, I think we can get some guys to Provo, Utah. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I think, uh, you know, it's that been, you know, great re- uh, reception from the coaches and the players out here. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. So hopefully, uh, yeah, we can get some things to work out and get some, get some really good uh, talent from here out to Provo. Kelly, give me your perspective on your own individual evolution on recruiting and where you recruited when you're at BYU. You know, you learn some lessons by going away. I love, I love it when other, you know, these these Cougar coaches they go elsewhere and they can come back and utilize the knowledge that they that they gain from other universities and going around across the country, sharing best practices, etc. But give me your your perspective on your own individual evolution and how you approach recruiting from a geographical standpoint, maybe even like a. Um, um, you know, uh, a pitch standpoint. Give me kind of some some info on that. Yeah, so I, you know, I kind of touched based on just the geographical standpoint. You know, there's always your footprint. You know, your footprint to where you're at, the states that are that are close, that are the you know the states that have the talent. So obviously, Utah um, is I think full of talent for this 2024 class. Maybe the best I've seen, at least at my position at the DM spot. I'm like blown away with all the. DN bodies and the type of players that um, the state has this year. Um, but, you know, obviously you have California. And, and typically how you look at the footprint for yourself in a in a school is it's, you know, pretty much within a 10-hour radius of driving. That's typically what you say, okay, that's your footprint. And you're going to recruit in that area really hard, and that's going to be the main area that you have. And then you have the outliers like Texas and uh, Atlanta. And uh, I'd say those are the main ones. Maybe Florida, you go into there. Um you know, places that have easy access getting into Salt Lake. But um, geographically, I think that's typically where most programs are if they stay in their footprint. And that's, you know, the footprint for BYU is what I've been telling, what I said earlier. But as far as just philosophically, you know, for me, every position has their different traits that they're looking for, right? So for me, as I'm, a, as I'm looking at defensive ends, we'll just talk there. Um, I always look for, I want tall, versatile, Physical football players. That's how I. That's how I look at it, right? So, you need length. That's on the edge. You need versatility because the guys got to be able to stop the run. They got to be able to rush. They got to be able to drop the coverage. And the game of football is physical, right? And so, those are all you know attributes that I'm looking for in a football player. And they got to be smart, right? They got to be able to understand scheme. They got to be able to understand football. And you know that's where you know a guy like Fred Warner or Kyle Van Oy, those are the the intangible things that people don't see. Maybe when they see a kid like them walk in, they're like, man, this guy's a freaking, you know, he's a freak the way that he looks and the way that he plays. But the way, the thing that set those guys apart, and some of the guys that I coached at the University of Virginia, um, even at Boise State too as well, where, man, they were smart, smart football players. And the only way you can find that out is you getting them on a visit and start talking balls with them, right? And so, um, and there's a lot of guys I've scratched off the list over the years that you bring on a visit and you start talking football. And man, they can't. They can't talk it. They don't understand it. And that's an immediate red flag for me and for a lot of coaches. Just you know, being able to coach smart football players. So, yeah, I would say those are the those are the main things I'm looking for when I'm uh, trying to identify a you know a defensive end, outside backer guy. Kelly Papinga on the line, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. Yeah, Kelly, you've observed Jay Hill's defense from afar. Now you've had a chance to kind of be inside it a little bit, talk philosophy, talk talk strategy. 
what can you tell us about what kind of defense BYU will put on the field next year? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Um, we are going to be aggressive. That's how I, I mean, that's, I think, what every Cougar fan wants to hear. Um, and I think that's what, you know, they've probably seen from Utah's defense and Weaver State's defense if people have watched that. It's an aggressive, attacking-style defense. And uh, obviously you have to have certain personnel to be able to do it um, all the way that he wants to do it. So I don't know how um, aggressive and attacking we're going to be maybe to compare to some other defenses that he's been a part of because really it all comes down to personnel, right? And so we're still trying to figure out our personnel. We really don't know who we have because we haven't been around the team. We've been out recruiting. So I think over time, through spring ball, through our winter conditioning, we're going to be able to find out, okay, how much of this defense that he has are we going to be able to do um, based upon the personnel? Because you're only as good as your personnel, and you're only able to do what your personnel, you know, dictates you to do. So, you know, we'll adjust based upon what we have. But my understanding from what we've talked so far as the defensive staff, we are going to be an aggressive and attacking defense that, um, yeah, we need we need man cover guys, but we also need guys that be able that can be able to play on the ball, ball and zone concepts, stuff that we'll end up doing. And, and really up front is where it all begins. You know, it all starts up there. So as you guys have you know, seen those defenses in the past that he's been a part of, um, they've had some down four guys that are just monsters and beasts and some inside backers as well that have been really good players. So, um, yeah, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to learn a system that, you know, I've watched from afar and uh, really think things that have made that system uh, successful are things that, BYU's been successful at as well in the past of being able to recruit and develop, you know, great defensive ends, great linebackers. And so, you know, I'm excited to, to, to see where this thing goes this year. Kelly, uh, I, I, when I was watching Fred Warner uh, this, uh, this past weekend, I just thought, man, I want to know the story of how K-pop recruited, you know, found, recruited, and, and convinced and signed Fred Warner to come to BYU, and then as an adjunct to that, Troy came along, two fantastic football players for BYU. Now you have the, the greatest linebacker in the NFL uh, that's a BYU Cougar. So can you take us back and walk us through that whole process of what happened, how it happened? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy, man, honestly. So Fred, after his junior year uh, playing, so it would be like December, January, um, really, this time of this time of year, back in like 2013 or 12, whatever it was, um, right after he finished his junior year of playing, he uh, he sent an email out. Well, actually, I take that back. He didn't send an email out. A guy in his ward, I'm going to give him give him a, some help right here. Bradley Corbett is his name, and uh, he he sent us an email with Fred's highlight in it, and um, we watched. Fred as a 6'1", 200-pound defensive end. And I thought, okay, this guy's okay. You know, he's not great. He's just okay. Um, but he was good enough to where we had to, you know, continue to look at him because he was an LDS kid and he, uh, you know, he showed some flashes. But, you know, he didn't have the height and the measurables that we wanted. And at the time, he only had a New Mexico State offer. So think about that now. So if Fred could have been going to New Mexico State, how did, how that work, turned out for him, right? <laughs> so anyway, he has this New Mexico State offer. We reach back out to this Bradley Corbett guy, 
and um, and he's like, hey, I'll uh, you know I'll do what he can. I'll find a way to help him get up there. And so I think um, Fred and his mom they drove up from California, and this was during spring ball now. So I think this conversation happened back in like January, February. Well, March comes along, and Fred ends up driving up. We haven't even seen him in person. And Fred was young. I don't know if many people know this, but when Fred was a freshman um, at BYU, he turned 18 in November of his freshman year. So he was really young for his A, for his grade, um, and so it still had a lot of room for development. So anyway, he comes to Provo in March, right around spring ball time, and I remember meeting him out in the parking lot, and he gets out of the car, and I was like, holy crap, this dude's grown like two and a half, like he's, He's all of a sudden now he's six three, and so we're like, like I, I think I like offered him in the parking lot, like, bro, you yeah you haven't because I don't think we had offered him until he got there, and yeah. so I remember I called Coach Menenhall because that's typically the first thing everybody asks. Oh, how, how do they look? How do they look? I was like, yeah. Coach, when you see this guy, you're going to be fired up, and yeah. yeah, so we ended up measuring him. He's like six three and a half. You know, he gained like twenty pounds, and he. You know, went through the visit that weekend, and he committed on the spot. Like, he committed immediately. So, BYU, he wanted that environment. And uh, so, anyway, that wasn't the end of it, though. So, he commits. And yeah. then from March all the way until signing day in December, shoot, I can't remember if there's early signing back then or not, but it was a freaking battle holding on to this dude all the way to the end. And uh, myself and Coach Hal and the rest of the defensive staff, um, we had to recruit all the way to the very, very end. He got USC, I think, a week before signing day. And he told me from the very beginning, he was like, Coach, if USC offers, I'm going to have a hard time saying no to them. Yeah. And, uh, shoot, they offered right at that, right at the end there. And uh, I think we had built such a strong relationship with them that he just couldn't tell us no. And, uh, and it was awesome. And I, think, I honestly think his mom would have beat the crap out of him, too, if he didn't ever yes. come to BYU. So I think... Laura Warren, she uh, she was right there, and uh, he was awesome all along the way. Um, and uh, you know, just it's all about relationships, man. Just like anything in life, if you're whatever you're doing, right? If you have strong relationships, I think um, those are the those are the uh, recruits that I think you know that I've had the most success with is the guys that I've built the strongest relationships with. And shoot, I remember we we'd go to Fred's house and. The mom who took myself and Coach Al these bills. I can't and Coach Mendenhall. I can't tell you how many times we did that. And so there's just there was just a great uh, time that we had together, building relationships and and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a crazy how it all ended out. But you know, obviously, uh, without Bradley Corbett, you know, knowing who this kid was and what he potentially could become, you know, we would have never known about this guy. So that's why, you know. Well, it's really important that shoot it, man. There's people in your ward that you know about that aren't getting looked at that can play football. It's, yeah, it's, reach out to us, man. We'll do we'll do our part to uh, you know evaluate and then shoot. Who knows? It could be the next Fred Warner. I love that story, man. Just uh, I tell people all the time. I've said it for years on the show. It's like, guys, you guys can get involved in in recruiting. Um, now it doesn't always work out, you know. You can't you can't offer a scholarship to everybody, Kelly. You can't give everyone a PWO, right? You can't get everybody into no. school. But uh, so you got to pick and choose, and you're not going to be you're not going to bat a thousand as coaches. No one ever does. You guys aren't perfect. You guys are not infallible men. But 
man, you can find the next Fred Warner. There's the next Fred Warner somewhere out there, probably an award somewhere, playing football, who's 6'1", 200 pounds, and he, he doesn't even know what his potential is. And now he's the best linebacker in the freaking I NFL. I see Kelly's eyes getting bigger as Fred got out of the car. Like, <laughs> he's 6'3 and a half. <laughs> he's 220 pounds. He looks like a beast. Uh, oh, my gosh. It was crazy. Uh, I never, I, still to this day, I've never had that experience happen to me because, like, on film, you're looking at this kid, and you're like, oh, okay, but he was, I mean, he wasn't very big. Like, if you go back and watch Fred's film, I'm sure you could probably still pull it up on huddle and watch his junior highlight. There's nothing on that highlight that you're like, okay, this guy's going to become, one day, this guy's going to become the best linebacker in the league in 2022. There's no way, yep. you know, you're ever going to say that um, based upon that junior film. And shoot, you know, to Fred's credit, you know, he grew and developed. Um, and had physical attributes that obviously God gave him. But um, Fred was a freaking really, really hard worker. And he studied like crazy. He was a student of the game, and he loved the process of being great. And so that's a part that I think a lot of people don't see. You need it all, right? It's not just the physical attributes. There's that those intangibles that are really, really hard to identify. Uh, but, man, when you get the combination of a really good football player plus the intangibles of loving the process and being a student of the game, then you get – you get, uh, shoot, an all-pro player like Fred Warner. Yeah, I almost call it like, a, you know, can that late bloomer, almost ugly duckling syndrome because he's he was so young, right? He's kind of Jamal Williams type of thing. With that late bloomer, you kind of have a little bit more grit and grind and, and chip on your shoulder because you didn't develop till later, and you have this humble, a little bit more humble attitude. Jamal, yes, he's he's swaggy, but he was humble, always hardworking. Fred, uh, very swaggy, but like humble, hardworking. It, it's interesting there. There's something there. Uh, it's tough to find those guys, a Jamal, a Fred. I mean, these guys are elite NFL football players. Yeah. But uh, you guys did once upon a time. Uh, Kelly, uh, a couple last things before we let you go, because you know, we know your time is precious. Fred, talk about his development while at BYU. Yeah, so Fred played. Um, yeah, he played right away for us. Uh, huh. I remember, I think it was our very first fall camp when he was there. Might have been one. It might have been. The, I remember he, um, we played him at Sandbacker, so the same position where Kyle and you know Alani Fua, Jordan Pendleton, all these guys have played before him, and we put him at Sandbacker. And I actually think um, Kyle had just left. Kyle had just gone to the NFL. Fred was coming in right after other, and. Uh, and here we go. We get, um, you know, we get Fred Warner going in there at Sam Backer, and somebody tried to throw a steam route on him, and dude, he jumped up and snagged it with like one hand, and came down with an interception. And I remember all the defensive staff and Coach Mallow, we all looked at each other and said, "Oh yeah, this dude's gonna play for us this year." Like, there's no doubt he's gonna play for us this year. And so, you know, he came in I think at like 215 pounds, so he couldn't be a every down guy. Um, you know, he he took some time to develop on the edge, and he actually had a back injury his first year that kind of held him back. But, man, he came back his sophomore year, and uh, he was able to do a ton of stuff for us. And so from being able to, um, you know, play that apex sandbacker position, being able to rush off the edge and then be able to blitz him from the inside, a lot of the same things we ended up doing with Kyle. Um, but really it happened once again because – he was an extremely smart football player and was a student of the game. And he was doing it all as a freshman, which is pretty crazy. It kind of took Kyle to his sophomore, junior year um, to do that. But I think a lot of the reason why 
Fred was able to do it is because we had all this film with Kyle doing it, and he had a yeah. good example of, okay, this is what it should look like and how it should be done, where Kyle was kind of, he was inventing this stuff as we went, man. It was like <laughs> he was building, he's building the playbook as he was playing. And then Fred really was the beneficiary of that after, you know, after uh, Kyle has left. Now Kyle Van Oy is on national television talking about Fred Warner breaking down his film in the NFL playoffs. It's truly remarkable. I, know, I, I, saw, I saw that the other day, man. It was pretty awesome to see that. It was cool. It's, uh, it's tremendous, and uh, you deserve a lot of credit too, K-Pop. We appreciate all your hard work. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks for fielding the request. Thanks to Brett Pine as well for setting this up because I think Cougar Nation really enjoyed this interview. Any final, uh, before we let you go, and you can get back to recruiting the ATL, hopefully some big things are happening out there in the ATL. Any final uh, message to Cougar Nation as we get, uh, we're inching closer to spring ball. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't know if I have any great messages then, but uh, just excited to be back, man. And I, I'm really, really excited about our defensive staff. Um, you know, getting Justin Anna added here at the end. Um, great dude, great coach. He's coached some really good players. Um, and just, you know, with Yone, and Justin, and Gennaro, and Coach Hill. Um, I just, uh, I'm, and then the rest of the guys that are there, that Jan's been there, and, you know, all these other guys, it's just, uh, um, I think it's a really good staff that Jay and Kalani have put together. And, um, you know, complementing that with the offense, building upon all the great stuff that they've done, I just think it's, yeah, it's a fun and exciting time. And, you know, obviously I know there's high expectations. Um, and I promise you that there's no more, nobody has higher expectations than the people in that building. And that's really all that matters um, is, you know, the players and the coaches and the expectations that we have. And we're really excited to go into the Big 12, and it's going to be a great challenge. But, we're excited for the opportunity, man. And I think, you know, Kalani's put us in a really good position uh, going into our first season in the Big 12. So, um, I, you know, give credit to the players that have been here. And uh, they're working hard. They're already, uh, you know, in the off-season training. And I know those guys are going to give uh, our coaches uh, everything they got, man, because that's what uh, the culture that Kalani's built here, man. The, the players love that guy and will do anything for him. And, uh it's been fun to just witness that over the last month of just that culture that he's built. And, and uh, just uh, I'm excited to be a part of it and look forward to seeing what the future holds for us. Kelly Papinga, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate all your hard work. We'll catch up with you again soon. Good luck on uh, signing day. Hopefully uh, you guys hit a few home runs and a few surprises and shock Cougar Nation once again like you always have. Thanks so much, K-Pop. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Yep, thank you, Kelly Papinga. Guys, follow-up. Any any thoughts? Well, I, I, I have a lot of things to say because I, I knew Bradley Corbett really well, actually. Uh, he was a TBS and all that. And I also know the guy that was the Warner's home teacher growing up. So I know a lot about the background. I have a lot of stuff. So I, I, I don't know if you want to go to break and I could say some things. No, no, go ahead. No, I want to go right here because uh, on the other side, we're going to welcome in Paul Miley well, and, and chat well, with just, him. Just to sum up, he grew up in really, really humble circumstances. Yeah broken family he had to take the fathership role and from what i understand he had to grow up really really early and he embraced it he was a very serious player and and what i remember about fred warner and it translates directly to, to his time at byu and I, I think you can saw this as well he was a guy that was all in it right he he didn't avoid interviews he, he just he he did every step of the process very professional very serious very hard working and, and i mentioned this on the program many times i thought he was going to be really good in the nfl i thought he was going to be a starter i had no idea he would be this yeah. and, and and we interviewed david nix david nix like no i didn't either 
and we all thought he'd be really good, but but you see the work ethic and all that. Yep. And, and, and I think it's a remarkable story. To him, on top of Kyle Van Noy, who remains one of the best stories I've ever covered as far as how he was able to get success. Man, what, what a string there. Holy yeah. cow. Just some fantastic stuff. And a great interview, great insight from Kelly Papinga. You know what I think we need? We need a Brandon C. Gurney article on ESPN 960 Sports talking about all those things you just mentioned. And then couple it with Kelly Papinga quotes and the story of Fred Warner's recruitment. Wow, you're giving me work assignments live on air. Let's do it. I'm excited for it. We're going to publish it in the next 24 hours. No, we'll give you more time than that. That sounds like a fun article. Yeah. That sounds like a good article. Darnell, any final thoughts before we go to break? And welcome in Paul Miley on the flip. Just want to mention, as Kelly's out recruiting, 24-7 is listing BYU signing class 68th nationally, which is kind of where they've been in the last several years. But their transfer class by 24-7 is ranked 33rd which brings the overall class to 54th. So we're talking about maybe a bump in the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. There's your bump right there. I dig it. I can dig it. All right, we're going to go to break. We're live from Fat Daddy's, FatDaddy'sPizzeria.com. Come in and get some, some delicious uh, grub. Uh, get a you know a personal pan pizza, New York City-style pizza. Uh, Gurney loves the Frankie One-Eye. Check out the menu. Double D loves the tri-carne. He only likes the meat. Um, I disagree. You go with the Maverick because you got to go spicy. You can try it all, and uh, you're going to love it. Mention ESPN 960. Did you mention ESPN 960 to get your eight free garlic knots? All right, we got to get the free garlic knots, man. we got to get those garlic knots. R- Richie, let's get him some garlic knots to go, baby. Uh, we're going to go to break. Paul Miley, transfer from the University of Utah, coming up next. Maybe your starting center next season. He was the starting center for 12 games, 13 games for the Utes this last season. Uh, we'll find out why he chose the Cougars. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.